Hey, goal getters, and welcome to The Daily Distance, a new daily series from the creators of We Got Goals. I'm Kristen Guile, editor-in-chief of asweatlife.com. In these short episodes, we're bringing you one daily goal you can set for yourself during this chaotic time, one actionable thing you can do to move your body, connect with a friend, prioritize your mental health, get some work done, and practice a little bit of self-care. This episode of The Daily Distance is brought to you by the Roosevelt Collection, a Chicago destination in the heart of the South Loop neighborhood where life meets leisure. While we keep our distance, the Roosevelt Collection is helping us to sweat, eat, shop, and relax together. They're looking forward to seeing you in real life soon. And now, on to today's interview. Girl, I said I'll be on the road, I'll be back, I'm just reaching for a goal. And with me today, uh, calling all the way from Sweden, is Ariel Upton. She is the co-founder of the Today I Did It Right Approach and the Self-Connection Journal. And she is going to tell us a little bit more about that in the rest of this conversation. Ariel, how are you today? I'm doing really well, Kristen. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks for being on. Thanks for working across time differences and time zones and uh, putting in the effort to give me a phone call today. Absolutely. Staying in touch with the U.S. is one one of my daily projects. <laughs> uh, before we get started with the tip that you're going to recommend to our listeners, could you tell us a little bit more about Today I Did It Right and what it means to you and how you came up with the approach? Absolutely. So Today I Did It Right uh, was founded by myself and a woman named Betsy Tomlinson. She is my life uh, guru, my life mentor. And Betsy and I became unexpected friends when I was in my early 20s, and she was in her early 60s. Uh, I was just about to graduate college. She was just exiting the workforce, and she was on the cusp of retirement. And both of us realized that we were looking for an answer to the same question, which is how do we navigate this period of transition in a way that looks right to us instead of a way that looks right to somebody else? And so Betsy and I both are big journalers, we're big writers. And so over the course of our friendship, we would get together, we would bring all of our pens out, we'd bring all of our paper out, and we would just go back and forth in this dialogue about what does doing it right mean to us? And this process, it actually took eight years for us to build the approach. And eight years? Eight years, yeah. Oh my God. A lot of notebooks, a lot of journals. Um, And what we did is we analyzed and observed how we spent our time. And so what we would do is we just had this beautiful dialogue and give and take and back and forth through this kind of chapter of life um, of how do we define what doing it right looks like for us. And then from our journals, we went back and reviewed them and we pulled out these kind of really prominent themes or these really prominent activities. And that's what became the Today I Did It Right approach. And so the approach is built on four main focuses and 16 individual rights. And it's a flexible yet guided approach. But every day that we can say we did one of those 16 rights, that's a day we did it right. And so that um, can be something as simple as being a noticer is one of the rights. So any day that I notice something beautiful around me and I write about it and I put it to paper and I cement it that it was real, that's doing it right. Another one is the dying art of conversation. And anytime I have a real meaningful, engaging conversation with someone, I make note of that and write that down. And so it's all about finding these little things in your daily life that feel and look right to you 
And then you kind of turn it into a muscle that you keep flexing and doing more and more of it. I love that. And I feel like it's extremely relevant right now, especially. Uh, I've seen a lot of people on Instagram posting these templates that they're using during the coronavirus pandemic. And it'll list like seven or eight things like ate a vegetable, called a friend, did some fitness, like meditated. And they check, they're like, okay, if my goal is to check off like three of these things, then I'm like you said, I'm doing it right. So I'm really excited to hear more about this approach and um, hear especially what you are specifically recommending to our listeners today. So let's transition into that. What do you got for us? Yes. So the tip that I have uh, for your listeners today is to make a people, places, and things list. To give you a little detail about that, this is a practice that Betsy taught me that she used throughout different seasons of her life. Like we're talking spans of five or 10 years. What you do is you make a list of the 10 most important people, the 10 most important things, and the 10 most important places in your life. And what you do is you reflect on them because that's where your energy and your attention should go. So much, we have so many options, right? And especially in life before coronavirus, options were really limitless. Um, Where we could spend our time, who we could spend our time with, things we could buy, how easy we could get it. But when you focus on these priority items, then things become priority. And so because we're in this different chapter with COVID-19, right? We can't go to our typical normal favorite places, right? We can't be with physically with our favorite people. Um, We can't, we may not be able to have access to our favorite things from our pre-COVID life. And so I urge people to make a list of the 10 most important people, 10 most important places, and 10 most important things, and start noticing what you value now. Is it different or is it the same as before? Um, how are you, you know, acknowledging and celebrating those things on your list and this period will end, you know, we will enter a new normal after this, but you'll be able to preserve this kind of solidified list of things that were the most important to you in this time. And it might also help you focus your energy. A lot of people I've talked to, they feel, you know, kind of scattered right now. They don't have boundaries in terms of time and work. Um, they can talk to everyone uh, <laughs> over Zoom on phone calls. You know, they're a little bit worn out from all of this kind of communication. And making this PPT list, as we call it, can help you kind of channel your energy and focus on the things that are really comforting you right now, that really matter to you right now. And so you might be able to just kind of say no to some of the things that are more of a distraction. So you mentioned this to me over email before we officially got on this interview and you gave me homework and I did my homework. Ooh, so I, I came up with my people, places and things list and I've been reflecting on it, you know, since I wrote this up and I feel like the the people list is going to stay pretty consistent from now until the new normal in the, mm-hmm. uh, the unforeseen future. Uh, the places w- was hard. Uh, which we had sort of chatted about over email, but you were telling me that the places doesn't have to be necessarily really spread out physical locations. Can you explain that a little bit more? Sure. So my places list before um, coronavirus, and I do this practice every year. So in my copy of today, I did it right. I make a new PPT list to kind of see where my my life goes that year. But 
my favorite places that I like to spend time were really specific to things outside my house before coronavirus. So my favorite coffee shop in town, Love Coffee. Like I'd written sitting at the counter at Love Coffee, uh, working, you know, working or journaling. Um, my other favorite places, like the botanical garden, riding my bike through the botanical garden. Places has shifted for me. So now my list is the blue sofa in my living room <laughs> in the early morning light, right? Standing in the window in my kitchen while the coffee brews and watching the trees change in spring. Um, my bathtub is always one of my favorite places. Um, but really examining my home in a way that I just never did before because I spent so much time out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to think a little bit half inside my home, half inside, you know, where I'm currently sheltering. And then, well, that's not going to add up. Let's say a third in my home, a third where I'm currently sheltering, and then a third like outside world uh, yeah. location. Um, so I, it'll be interesting to see how all of those shifts and like which inside home places like stay important. And I, I love how you just described like your perfect setup with the morning light and like saying that the place doesn't just have to be like geographical coordinates, right? It can be exactly. sort of a, a feeling and a setting and more of an environmental emotion than just, you know, a location. Absolutely. Uh, and then I was looking at my my 10 things, whereas like my 10 things were all very much like things that I'm using a lot of right now. Like that one was super easy to come up with things that at present are essential to me. Like I, I had to say my phone because that's how I do everything right now. <laughs> But I was also saying my like my dog's leash, uh, my running shoes, like the things that let me get outside and get a little bit of mental clarity, um, time away from the screens. Um, I listed like the the crossword puzzle, like it's a family tradition for our family to do the New York Times crossword together every day when we're home. So I was like, well, I want to keep up with that. So we do it together over the app. Um, I listed phone calls with my dad. I hope that counts as a thing, but it was, you know, Absolutely. this was a really fun one I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then peanut butter made it on my list because I'm eating it like two or three times a day right now. <laughs> See, and that even hearing those things, like what a beautiful memory you're going to have of this time. And it's like a very confusing and challenging time, but this honor you're giving these things, right? That they hold yeah. this special weight. You know, my list has changed. Um, some of my favorite things, which I would never have put on my list before is this daily, like this daily mantra calendar, right? My mom sent me one, my best friend and her mom have the same calendar. So every day we're all peeling the same page off. And yeah, so it's the first thing I do. I come out of my bedroom in the morning, I go to the windows, I open the blinds and I take the calendar page off and then I turn on my salt lamp. And this salt lamp, this like little glow of this is one of my favorite things. And I never would have said that before. Um, a, a deep appreciation. One of my favorite things are just simple white tapered candlesticks, like the tall mm -hmm. candlesticks. Those still mm -hmm. are my favorite things. And when you look at these lists of what are the things that bring you comfort and what are the things that really make you happy and also can show you how either it can show you how few things you need if you really love them. And that's mm -hmm. uh, a lesson that Betsy really taught me about having this really strong sense of self and understanding what are the things you love and appreciate in this world. 
um, it's really cool to have this relationship with them and appreciate them in this time. And so you said that you do this once a year in your mm-hmm. Today I Did It Right journal. Uh, you had mentioned in your email that maybe it's a good idea to do this seasonally uh, yeah. to see sort of how these things track. And honestly, right now, I feel like I could do this every month um, with how quickly things are changing right now. So once you make the list, you sort of do your audit. And then after that, the idea is that you sort of consciously shift your priorities to reflect what's on your list, right? Yeah. And you can come back and adjust it. And there are some, I asked Betsy to share her list because she has like an iconic PPT list that is so quintessentially (laughs) her that has never changed. And um, one of our favorite places, right, is um, the bar at Gibson's in Chicago. That's where we spent so much time writing and going together. Like that will always be one of my favorite places. And so you'll have these places, these people, places, and things in your life, which never change, right? Like maybe they are the thing, like the places you've been that you may never go again, but when you think about your absolute favorite place, it's one of them. You know, uh, a lot of memories will collect from travel, right? It might be a restaurant that you just hold so dearly in your mind. You may never go there again, but if you think about your life, that's one of your favorite places. But for these shorter term periods of time, yeah, I use them to really dictate where my energy goes. And I think especially for people right now, um, my list is mostly the same as it usually is, but there are definitely some new people that I've been in touch with more as a result of COVID. And they're so precious to me right now in this time because they bring me so much comfort. And so I think that changes where we are in life, right? The the people that bring us comfort and who is in our life. And it's just really interesting and fun to look back and reflect on these lists and see how your life shifts. And, you know, I reflect back on my first list that I made when I was in my early 20s. And it's so funny because there's a dress on there from H&M, right? And it was this textured <laughs> red dress. I wore it every night out in Chicago. And I'll never forget that dress. I don't have it now, but because it made it onto my favorite things list, I'll never forget it. I can't, like the idea of wearing dresses out is so foreign (laughs) to me right now. I like, I've been sheltering not in my full-time home. So like I've got a very limited wardrobe and Mm -hmm. the the sweatpants that I wear four times a week made it onto my essential things list right now. But wow, the concept of having more clothes to choose from than one drawer is just astounding. And the thing with these shorter term PPT lists too, is that it's a nice alternative to journaling right now. And one thing that I've been hearing a lot from all of the air quotes, mental health experts is that journaling during the pandemic and a time of great trauma is a way to sort of help process your own narrative and, you know, the story that you tell yourself about what's happening. But for me personally, journaling seems really daunting right now. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much happening that it's really hard for me to even conceive of putting pen to paper. And I like the PPT list is sort of a, a capsule way to still capture what's happening right now. So you've got something to reflect on without having to do the full, you know, paragraphs and paragraphs of writing. Absolutely. And journaling can mean so many different things. And I think, um, I've been hosting during COVID this morning rightness writing workshop um, a few times a week with different groups of women from around the world. And many of them had never journaled before. And they too found it daunting. And they're like, how do I process all of this information? 
And sometimes having a simple question as, as specific and easy as what are, what are the three things, what are three things that make your day enjoyable right now? And you can just list them out. That's journaling. That's writing. You know, it doesn't have to be a page long. It doesn't have to be five paragraphs. It doesn't have to be your deepest, darkest thoughts if you don't even know how to process that yet. And so I hope this exercise, right, just making the PPT list allows you to document and kind of capture this moment and solidify it because we will forget, right? Like you, you would, time will go on and you maybe would forget that the, your dog's leash meant so much to you or that peanut butter was like your comfort food in this time. And so making the list really solidifies the memory that you can reflect on later. Well, after we hang up, I honestly might go through my list again and curate it a little bit more because I feel like I have such a better understanding from talking to you <laughs> of the possibilities of what I can include. So Listeners, uh, we would love it if you come up with your own PPT list and you want to post it on your Instagram stories or something, you can tag us at A Sweat Life and you can tag Ariel at dot, dot, dot. You can find us um, Instagram at Today I Did It Right. We're online, todayididirightright.com. And we have a special uh, deal for all Sweat Life subscribers. Use code ASL15 for 15% off a self-connection journal or a digital edition of a self-connection journal. If you want to start a practice of journaling in this time, if you're curious about it, um, we have made it a digital edition, so which includes 30 unique writing prompts, um, an overview of the approach. And if you're interested in joining a morning writing group, uh, with women from around the world. It's really, you know, so beautiful. It's been absolutely my highlight of this entire experience is connecting with these women. If you're interested in joining, just send me an email, ariel at todayididirightright.com. Awesome. Ariel, thank you so much. And I know we will be talking to you more and hearing more from you in the coming weeks. So thanks for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. And for our listeners, we will see you on the internet tomorrow for more tips from our community. And until then, stay safe, stay well, and cheers to going the distance together. <music> <laughs>